We are I. So yesterday morning, I go down to the farm and, uh, you know, I go through the gate and lock it. I'm driving up and going to grab these two backpack sprayers because there's this white powdery mildew from the last rain that's formed on a lot, if not all of the uh, 9,000 pumpkin plants and spraying them with milk, a two to one ratio is one of the best ways to be able to get rid of that white powdery mildew. But I bought two backpack sprayers off Facebook Marketplace for 75 bucks for the both of them, and they're regularly like $180 uh, brand new. So one of those things, thinking that you're getting a great deal, but again, they've been plagued with problems, but, you know, liking to be able to fix things. You know, I have no problem taking them apart. I have to buy a, a part here or there. End up having to buy a new hose, which I got a new hose for each one of them because of the length of the hose that you had to buy you know, from Home Depot because you didn't just buy the section you needed. So <clears throat> I could end up cutting it in half and get a new hose for both. And that was 25 bucks. But when I was there, I picked them up and this is like 445 in the morning. I picked both these up because I'm going to take them to the other farm and where all the tools are. And I'm going to, you know, work on these things, which I did. And like I said, I got them in perfect working order. So it was a great deal. Okay, both of these for a hundred bucks um, after buying parts. And then I go back to the farm around like 9 a.m. to be able to start spraying the field. And I notice something when I pull up and, you know, like there's some supplies that are kept outside the trailer. And, you know, a few of those supplies were three brand new bundles of drip line. And I noticed that they were gone. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, man, why would somebody? It's like, you know what? I guess people are going to steal anything. They know there's probably not a lot of value to most people having a full spool of of drip line like who are they even going to sell this you know to it's not like stealing a speaker or a car stereo or something along those lines where you know it has a probably a, a bigger market but how many crackheads have a market for you know agricultural drip line like just doesn't make any sense right then i noticed where the air conditioning unit's supposed to be that I haven't you know reinstalled yet because we're doing the the renos on the trailer that i've plugged that hole with um insulation I noticed that it's punched out, and I was like, fuck. You know, I'm like, they probably climbed through that. They probably punched out the insulation, climbed through there, and got into the trailer. So I walk around to the front, and I noticed the door's been pried open. You know, they, there's all these, you know, the flashing is bent on the door, and, you know, like it's, you could visually see that somebody tried to break into it. But I noticed that, you know, fair enough, the lock held up. I'm like, great. You know, the door wasn't, you know, jammed. I'm like, what probably happened was is that they tried to pry open this door, couldn't get the door open, and then walked around seeing that they could climb up into this, you know, one section where the, the insulation was popped out, crawl through there and get into the trailer. But I'm like, why isn't the door open? Because you think they'd have to climb out through the door with the stuff that they stole. So I'm like, well, maybe that's the reason why they decided to end up just stealing the drip line. It's the only thing they could get their hands on. So then I open the door and I go into the trailer and right in front of the door is the pump where I left it. I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'm like, why wouldn't they steal the pump? Maybe it was too heavy, but why is it in the same spot? I look around and all my tools are there and 
you know, the air conditioning units are still there. There's two brand new air conditioners still in the box. And I realized that everything was there. So I was like, well, obviously they couldn't crawl through the hole where the air conditioning unit is supposed to be. And like, grand, like this is like 20 feet off the ground. And I've crawled through this hole. And the whole time that I did it, I'm like, this is sketchy as fuck. There's nothing to hold on to. I'm like, one mistake and, you know, you've, you've got a broken leg or broken neck or worse. Like it just... It was a really sketchy experience, and I probably wouldn't duplicate it again uh, because of how sketchy the situation was. So I'm like, okay. So obviously they just looked in through that hole, and they know what's in here. They know there's air conditioning units. They know that there's this pump. They know that there's all these tools. So I pack everything into into my car. You know, got both air conditioning units, the pump, the sprayers, all my tools, everything of value I put into my car and I'm like, obviously I have to take most of this stuff home or just be packing around with me till I need it on the farm. So I'm like, okay. So I go to Home Depot and I buy these, you know, new padlocks, these circle ones that you can't cut with bolt cutters and these, you know, fancy little, um, I don't even know like what you'd call it, but it's essentially a latch that you get screw onto the wall and screw onto the door and then you put you know, one side of the latch through the little pin and then that's where you can put the lock on too. So then now essentially there's two locks on each door. So I'm like, okay. I plug up the holes with insulation again. I put some two by fours in there. I screw a bunch of screws into the two by four and around the frame. So if anybody tried to stick their hand in or try to kick out that two by four, you know, there's probably 15 to 20 three inch screws that are, you know, jutting out into that hole on both the the air conditioning um, intakes. So I'm like, well, if you're going to try, it's going to hurt you. You know, I'm sorry. You know, it's like my little Indiana Jones booby trap in there. And then yesterday afternoon, I'm like, you know, I'm going to stay here tonight, which was last night. I'm like, I'm going to sleep here. I can sleep on the couch. I got my pillow. It's, you know, nice down there. It should be quiet. You know, it should be cool at nighttime. You know, I'm good. So I'm like, these motherfuckers know what's in here. They don't know that I've taken it out. And what I know from my vehicle game broken into is that when they break into your vehicle and they steal the shit that they can steal, if there's something that's still in there, they're going to come back the next night and grab it because that's exactly what has happened to me. And it happened to lots of people that I know. So I'm laying there and I'm sleeping. I'm getting a good sleep. You know, I'm waking up every once in a while because it's actually, you know, they're doing road construction right beside the farm, which I didn't realize. I've seen all the signs saying night construction, but never put two and two together. So, you know, all the backup sensors and, you know, beeping and all that is super annoying, Um, but really peaceful and calm. And I'm laying there, I'm waiting, you know, it's like nine o'clock. You know, I know I'm getting up at four and I'm like, something is going to happen tonight. But I'm like, just my luck because I sleep here tonight. Nothing is going to happen. But I'm like, the worst part about sleeping here is that when stuff got stolen or they tried to steal stuff yesterday, it happened between 5 and 9. Happened first thing in the morning. So I'm like, is it even worth sleeping here tonight? These thoughts are going through my mind. You know, so I'm up every couple hours through the night, you know, it eventually got cold enough in there that I started to shiver a little bit. I didn't bring any blankets. It was 38 degrees in there when I, you know, went to bed. So I'm like, you know, stripping down, sleeping on top of the, you know, blanket that I, or the big towels that I brought because the couches are leather and I didn't want to stick to them through the night. 
then eventually I end up sleeping underneath these towels, shivering my ass off, which is hilarious. And nothing happens. Like, very melodramatic story. But exactly what I knew was going to happen, and the irony of me sleeping there all fucking night is, is that probably right now, as I record this podcast, some punk fucking crackhead is probably trying to pound those locks off and break into there to, just to notice there's nothing there. And then more likely than not to vandalize the place, and more likely than not the worst part is because there's all the wiring that's in there. All the brand new wiring that we just installed because the walls aren't enclosed yet. So it's like, you know, insulation, vapor barrier, and all brand new wiring throughout the entire trailer. And them ripping out all the work that we've done up until this point in time. Like, I, that's what I see happening because there's nothing else for them to take. And it's a lot of wiring. There's a couple spools of wire in there, too, that I'm not going to take. And, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do in these situations? I guess this is, you know, as I as I talk through this and, you know, as I talk to people yesterday, it's like, like, what do we do with this? You know, we, we know in Canada and we know in a lot of places in the United States that, like, crime is fucking so bad now. And it's not that this type of crime, property crime, hasn't been high before. But it's like, there's no deterrent. There's no deterrent happening. I was going to call the police last night and say, hey, look. This is what happened. I'm sleeping here tonight. I'm just letting you know that if something happens, like I'm going to like defend my property. And never mind that. It's like these crackheads break into here. They back me into a corner. Now I'm like protecting my, you know, personal safety as well. But like, what is that going to do? They're going to tell me, oh, you know, don't take the law into your own hands and, you know, like blah, 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 and all this shit. Like I can hear what they have to say, but, you know, I also, as a citizen in Canada, I may not have a legal right to defend my property because you don't, and you don't have a legal right to defend yourself in Canada. You do in the United States, but you don't in Canada. A lot of people don't understand that. But I'm at least going to try. Because this is the reason why these problems are so fucking bad. is because there's no deterrent. There's no deterrent for anybody coming in to your property, into your space, and violating you and your stuff. And we see this with the policies that are being passed and the laws that are being changed to be able to promote and condone petty theft and property theft, which is some of the things that have clogged up our court system. This is the reason why that they're whitewashing this shit is because in their mind, they need to prosecute more serious crimes and allocate the resources to that. But look at the problem that has on society if you don't allow citizens to be able to, air quotes, take the law into their own hands, which we should. And you look at for fucking thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years, people just defended themselves and their properties and it held other people more accountable. You know, because... What do you do in a situation when you're in a 10 by 52 trailer and you know that somebody's pounding off a lock to try to get you in there? Do you defend yourself? Do you wait for them to come in? How how far do you take it before you can defend yourself and your property knowing that somebody is in there to be able to violate you and your property? And worst of all, like this specific place outside of being, you know, technically my property, but it's like all this property and this space and everything here is to be able to provide food for the children of Langley. So it's like, you're fucking with something that means a lot to me and you're fucking with something that means a lot to the people in my community. And how selfish. 
And I realize you crackhead motherfucker have mental health problems, but don't think that your mental health problems and your willingness to be able to fuck with other people's shit supersedes my want and my ability to be able to defend my shit and my space and the concepts and the property and the programs that I have created to be able to help other people in this community who don't want to be like you. So this puts it in an interesting perspective and an interesting juxtaposition. Because again, I was I was born and raised in Southern Alberta on a farm. And I was born and raised on this farm where you don't fucking go on other people's land. You don't touch other people's shit. You make your presence well-known, well-known when you go on other people's land, when you go on another person's farmyard. You never touch shit that isn't yours because the consequences are fucking high. Not if there's physical consequences, but to know that that word about you and your family travels around in that small community, in the collective of communities, is that you're not respectful to other people's shit. The one thing about growing up in Southern Alberta, maybe not as much now, but when I did, you could leave anything anywhere. You legitimately could leave anything anywhere. And 99,999 times out of 100,000, that fucking thing would be perfect. Left in that space for decades. It would rot in that space before anybody touched it. And that's how life should be. I should never have to even think that I should go sleep in this trailer at night on this couch instead of in my bed. I should never have to think about what I may do and how far I can and were willing to be able to legally take this to be able to defend myself and my property if somebody tries to take it and hurt myself. Should never have to even worry about shit like that. Because we should be all holding ourselves to a degree of an accountability that doesn't even demand that we make other people feel that way. But we live in a society where it doesn't. We live in a society as being that kind of action and behavior is being condoned by the powers to be for some absurd fucking reason. So What's your perspective? What's your thoughts? What's your narrative? Tell me what you think. In a situation like this, what would you do and what do you think of the policies that are being ushered in by the powers to be in regards to allowing this behavior to perpetuate? 